Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. We're glad you're here. And um, these podcasts, I try not to make too long. I can um, go as long as the rest of them, but I want to give you something quick. I want to give you something to stir your mind. If ever you want more on these, a lot of times I have sermons on these, and you can uh, go to our Facebook page, Family Baptist Church, and uh, and a lot of these are just um, the summary of a sermon, but the thought to be able to help you in your life. So if you ever want to, uh, many of these are sermons that you can go uh, to get more of this, and this one is here. But I want to talk this uh, still beginning of the year about the power of the Word of God, what it can do for our life, and so many times what's missing Joshua 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Can you imagine being prosperous and successful in everything that you do? That's what God would like. And where does it come from? The Word of God. Psalm 1 also is the light is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. The last part says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So it comes from the Word of God. If we could understand the power of the Word of God and elevate it in our life like we're supposed to, it's amazing what God could do with us. Um, lately, people will say, ah, oh, you don't worship the Bible. We don't worship the Bible. We worship Jesus. You do not understand God, Jesus, the Bible, if you say that. Jesus is the living word. The Bible is a written word. They are together. And I promise you, if you do not love the Bible like you should, you're not going to love Jesus the way you should. Now, you might have your own made-up Jesus in your image, not in God's image. Your image that it loves you, uh, of course, no matter what, but except accepts everything you do and never gets upset, never has a problem, and uh, it's all just lubby-dubby. No, there's the wrath of God, the anger of the God, the law of God, the justice of God. All of those things are true, too. Yes, he loves us when we were unloving. Yes, he loves us and cares about us, but there is still what God says, this is what I require, and if we love God... As the Bible says, we'll work to keep his commandments. So this Bible, how important it is, Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus said that. How important is the Bible? Uh, Psalm 138, verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for his loving kindness and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. What? The word is magnified above all of God's name. Hey, is uh, God important? Jesus important? Elohim? Yahweh? Uh, Everlasting Father? Prince of Peace? Emmanuel? Or, or, are those things important? God said he magnified his word above all his name. Above all his name. Okay? Don't tell me you love Jesus if you don't love his word. In the beginning of every Bible... In the front of it, I write this phrase, this book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. In the beginning in Genesis 1-1, I write, Dear David, and at the end of Revelation 22, I write, Love Jesus. It's a love letter to us. Do you understand that? Now, quickly, how did we get his word? Um, it's amazing how many people talk about the originals. You have to have the originals. You need to go back to the originals. Do you understand, and listen carefully to this, no human being ever lived on the face of the earth, saw the originals. None of them. What? What do you mean? Moses wrote the original. Uh, Paul wrote the originals. No, they didn't. Where are the originals? They're in heaven. Um, 
Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. When was that done? Before the foundation of the world. If you understand, you do a little study, foundation of the world. Look at that, how many things were done before the foundation of the world. Uh, Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. Was, the word was settled before the foundation of the world. The originals are in heaven with God. It was settled forever. Forever. Okay, God does not live in 2023. God lives in eternity. God doesn't live in time. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The original was written by God. It's in heaven. So that's number one. Number two, holy men spake to, sorry, the Holy Spirit spake to holy men. The Holy Spirit spake to holy men. Second Peter 1.21 the, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God told Moses what to write. God told Paul what to write. God told Peter what to write. Okay? Um, the holy men of God were moved. Okay? Uh, holy men of God were moved as the Holy Spirit spake to them. All right. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture. Okay. Um, by the way, we'll get into this, but um, that's not just the original. Okay. All scripture. Um, when they talked about scripture, it is copies and translation are still called scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Number three, it was copied and preserved. It was copied and preserved. Psalm 12, 6 and 7. Um, talks about that, that the Word of God is preserved. Um, and so when people try to say, oh, yeah, the Bible's not true. It's just written by man. No, here's what God said about it. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God said he would, and God did. In the beginning, the scribes copied word for word those. We'll go into all that. You've heard that. Then he preserved it through the Holy Spirit of God in Acts chapter 2. Beautiful, amazing. A lot of people don't believe this and don't, um, many haven't even heard this, but it's very simple. In Acts chapter 2, verse 5, it says, um, by the way, this is the time Jesus just ascended. He just commanded the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And this time and the fullness of time, Jesus just ascended. Pentecost came. 120 are praying in the upper room for the power of God. The power of God came in Pentecost. Peter went and preached a, th preached a thousand. Three thousand were saved and baptized. And what happened? Verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. God allowed the Jews to be dispersed abroad to every nation. They came back for Pentecost, okay? They came back for this Passover. And so they came back for this out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude, by the way, every nation under heaven, do you understand that? Every nation under heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. This is the first gift of tongues. Every man heard him speak in his own language. They are Galileans, but they heard him in every language that's here. Verse 7, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not these which be Galileans? And now we hear every man in our own language wherein we were born. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and in Asia and uh, Pergia and Pamphylia and Egypt and parts of Libya and Cyrene, uh, strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and, Ab and uh, Arabians. We do hear them speak in our language, in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. Now, they preached in their language and people heard them in their language. 3,000 people got saved and baptized. What's the first thing you're going to do? 
if you hearing them in your own language, huh? First thing you're going to do is, uh, okay, go read the Bible. Let's get our copy from every nation under heaven. I believe that every nation had a copy of the Word of God. All didn't keep it. They didn't preserve it. They didn't make it precious. Um, and then language had changed, and so we needed to be able to uh, um, retranslate or update those. Um, but amazing, every nation under heaven was there. The Jews, 3,000 got saved and baptized, and you could hear them in your own language now. Imagine the first translations here were translated by the Holy Spirit audibly. They spoke in their language People heard them in their own language, translated by the Holy Spirit of God. God, All scriptures given by inspiration, by the Spirit of God. Pretty amazing. Then, many language groups didn't care about keeping the Bible, so they were lost, and then languages changed. The King James Bible is not Old English. Old English ended at 1066. Middle English was from 1066 to about 1400s, and modern English started in the late 1400s and onward, okay? You have early modern English. Back then, we have King James 1611, early modern English. And it was said the English was at its height then, that's under Shakespeare, and the King James Bible was put out. Now, um, the priests in the Catholic Church did not want Amer or didn't want Americans, didn't want America then, didn't want the English people to have a copy of the Word of God in their language, and it was forbidden, and they were burned and killed and martyred. Uh, William Tyndale, who was in the process of translating the Word of God, he was burned at the stake for that, and he prayed this prayer, burning at the stake, Lord, open the eyes of the King of England. And God did. King James came along, authorized them to translate the Word of God, to take the English copies that they had, made sure it was right, translate it. Uh, so we have what we have today, a perfect copy of the Word of God in our language. Amazing. Now, what does Satan do? Satan questions the Word of God. Yea, hath God said, and changes the Word of God. Ye shall not surely die. He does the same thing today, okay? And all the false Bibles, I'm not going to take time this. I've done that before in other podcasts if you need that. But showing in other Bibles how Satan does that. Now, how do we know the Bible's true, okay? Um, I'm going to quickly give you a few things you can go look at. There's a whole lot more. But first, how do we know in our hearts? How come? He lives, he lives within my heart. You ask me how I know he lives. How do you know? Because he lives in our hearts. This word of God bears witness with our spirit. How do you know? It's real because it changes lives. Nothing has changed lives by the word of God. Nothing, nothing. Say, oh, that's not a proof for it. It's the biggest proof out there. Look and see what lives the word of God changed. Take somebody who's out, messed up, uh, taken away in life, give them the word of God, apply it, use it to their life. It's amazing what it does. Changes more people than anything. Uh, number two, simple archaeology. What they found in the, in the ground to prove it. Do you understand not one thing has ever, ever been found in archaeology that disproved the Bible? Not one. But they found thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of things that back up what the Bible says. Years ago, they said, oh, there's no such thing as the Philistines are made up people. The Bible's not true. Guess what they found? Philistines. Everything about them, right where the Bible says they were. Sodom and Gomorrah, that's garbage, that's crazy. Fire came down from heaven. Guess what they found? Sodom and Gomorrah. And you can watch on YouTube where they pull these little sulfur balls out, light them up on a metal spoon, and it burns through it. It's so hot. Uh, yeah, everything they find, archaeology. Listen, you can take a three-credit college course, 39 lessons, 45 minutes long on Bible archaeology and never get close to covering it all. And everything they find proves and backs up the Bible to be true. Okay, um, what else proves it? Science. You know, there's so many things that only God knew in the Bible that man didn't know. Washing your hands to uh, reduce germs. Under running water. 
the Bible says. Man didn't know that. They couldn't see microscope for germs. God did. Uh, put someone in a deep sleep before surgery. The earth is a circle. All those things are the Bible. That's science that God had. Uh, quarantine people during a pandemic, okay? A true one, leprosy. They had that. The expanding universe, God spread it out. The Bible says that. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The Bible knew that. Man didn't. They're taking the blood out when people are sick. Crazy. Science proves. The Bible is true. Logic. I love this little poem. The Holy Bible must have been inspired of God and not of men. I could not, if I would, believe that good men wrote it to deceive. And bad men could not, if they would, surely would not, if they could, proceed to write a book so good. And certainly no crazy man can ever conceive this wondrous plan. And pray, what are the kind of men then do these three groups comprehend? Hence it must be that God inspired the word with souls of prophets fired. And how true that is. Hey, what kind of men are there? Good men. Would a good man write a book with all the lies and deceive if it wasn't true? Hmm. Would bad men write a book so good? No way they could. And could a crazy man conceive this plan? Nope. It must be what then? God did it. God did it. Okay. Now, what do we need to do? The power of the Word of God, we need to put it in us. Do you understand the power of the Word of God was the universe was spoken into existence? So much power is in the Word of God. Do you understand Satan, sorry, uh, Jesus is going to put down Satan and all of his enemies by the Word of God? That's how powerful it is. Let me give you a few practical things to do. Number one, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 22 different sections divided out. Uh, read one section before you go to bed at night. One little section, eight or ten verses before you go to bed at night. Read that. Meditate on the Word of God. See what it'll do for your life powers in the Word of God. The Word of God will change you. It'll make you blessed, successful, prosperous in all you do. Change your life, your marriage, your kids, whatever you need help in. It'll change your world. The Bible will. Okay? Listen, we live in the sewage of life. How much junk and garbage do we hear, see uh, in this world, even trying to avoid it? We need the Word of God to push back on that. We need the Word of God just to survive. So, what do we do? Okay? Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Next, listen to it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Get version app and uh, set it up for King James Bible and listen to it. Alexander Scorby reads it and it is awesome, okay? Alexander Scorby is the best Bible reader, uh, English voice, great pronunciation. You will love it. Listen to it um, all the time. Put it in your mind. Put it in your life. So read it. Listen to it. Study it, okay? Take a topic. Take a phrase. Take a uh, word and study it. Um, the word of the Lord is said 242 times. Thus saith the Lord is said 413 times. Okay? Get a Bible app, put the phrase in and search it. Read it, study it, put it together, make notes about it. Incredible. Okay? Um, read it, study it, listen to it, and meditate on it. Meditate on it. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Chew on it. Go over it. It's amazing what it will do. And stay away from the bad version. Stick with the King James Bible. It's written at a fifth grade reading level. It's not old and archaic, okay? Uh, it's amazing what people do for the children. They change all this uh, Bible stuff for the children. Your kids can understand in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, okay? <laughs> Your kid can understand that. Give that to them. Um, hey, listen to this quote. I searched to see if it was out there and couldn't find it. So here's my quote. Elevate this book in your life and watch God elevate you in life. Elevate this book in your life and watch God elevate you in life. Um, heard this phrase, what you do with this book will determine what God will do with you. 
What you do with this book will determine what God will do with you. Hey, take this book, put it in your life, elevate it, and see if God won't take your life and make it successful and prosperous and blessed in incredible, incredible ways. Hey, God bless you, and have a good day, have a good week, and have a good year in life, especially by putting the Word of God as a big part of it. God bless.